Well, you certainly know how to compliment a woman. Well, if you'll excuse me. Do you know who I am? No, I, I can't say that I do. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Really? People know me. Well, I'm very happy for you. is Friday Game Changers, taking your business to the next level. Coming up on Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. A lot of great conversations, a lot of great dialogue, and a lot of great understanding comes when you can truly, you know, truly talk to each other. And also, never be afraid to be creative. And there are really and truly no bad ideas. However, there are some exceptional ideas and you need to know the difference. Hi, this is Ray Zen. Hi, I'm Jamie Martin from Ideal Shopping Direct. I'm Kate Bell, founder of Zip Us In. Hi, my name is Eirik Aide-Patterson. I'm a co-founder of Seaboard Technologies. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell, transformation coach, founder of The Catalyst for Life. Hey everybody, I'm David Frangioni, CEO and co-founder of All Access IDA, Inspire and Develop Artists, and you're listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changer. Check it out. Welcome to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers with your host, Kizzy Quatcha. The show for innovators and motivators, people just like you. Kizzy is the publisher of Business Game Changer magazine and the property investor, editor of the successful Women in Business book series and the best-selling Every Entrepreneur's Guide series. Every week, Kizzy and his guests provide you with the tools you need to take your game-changing business to the next level. Listen, learn, and innovate. Now meet your host, your mentor, and your fellow game changer, Kizzy Quatcha. Hello and welcome to Kids' Friday Game Changers. My guest this week is business game changer Joe Miller, General Manager at Pocket Talk. Now, over the years, Joe's played a critical role in helping businesses develop during a time of amazing growth and innovation. His resume includes DirecTV, which registered over 1 million customers in just over a year. Uh, TiVo, one of the most innovative products of its time, which completely rewrote the TV industry. And of course, Eero, the first consumer whole home mesh Wi-Fi system, which was nothing short of a game changer. Oh, and of course, let's mention Pocket Talk, a powerful handheld device that makes it possible for anyone, even me, to speak in any one of 82 languages. In just a few minutes, I'll be talking to Joe Miller to uncover his secrets of game-changing success. It's Friday, I'm Kizzy, and this is Kizzy Friday Game Changers. Listen, learn, and innovate. Buongiorno a tutti, il mio nome è Claudia Timirello e sono la CEO e founder di Sophisticated Cloud. State ascoltando Kisses Friday Game Changers. 
Welcome to the show. This week I have the privilege of breaking bread with Joe Miller, General Manager at Pocket Talk. Now, Joe's been instrumental in developing businesses during a time of amazing growth and innovation. But the one common factor, the one silver thread running through all of these businesses is that he's all about demystifying and introducing technology that changes people's lives. But before we dive into this week's conversation, I want to remind you, we've just started this amazing, fantastic Discord community for game-changing business people, people just like you. Join our tribe by going to Discord and searching for We Are Game Changers. I'm going to be there, Joe's going to be there, and you're going to be in great company. That's it, job's done, bills have been paid. Joe, it's amazing to have you join me. Kizzy, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's, the pleasure is all mine. I've just been looking at your, your CV and blimey, it looks as though you've had a hand in most of the greatest technology um, developments over the past 25 years or so. You know, I consider myself to be really fortunate to have come along in my career at a time of just tremendous change in business and in technology and having a front row seat in some amazing companies. Tell me about DirecTV. Now, they launched back in 94, I believe. Were you there at the very beginning, or did you join the company later on? No, I was an early, early employee at DirecTV before the satellite was ever in the sky. And I had an opportunity to watch the satellite launch from French Guyana uh, on closed caption TV, uh, and it was just amazing to see literally your career attached to a rocket. And we had to wait about 12 hours for that satellite to begin to send back signals. And if it all worked, we had a job. And if it didn't work, it was going to be another year as they rebuilt the satellite. So an amazing day. It's a day I'll never forget, truly. Holy smoke. It sounds as though you spent most of your time not so much focusing on making money, but you're making history as well, aren't you? Well, I was fortunate, uh, you know, like I said, I was very fortunate to be part of some of these amazing companies and surrounded by amazing uh, visionaries. Uh, and having the opportunity to have a seat at the table is just a real privilege. Okay, now I know from DirecTV, you went on to TiVo, which we know about, uh, Eero, and of course, the the business that completely blew my mind um, of all these things. I've got to say, when I heard about Pocket Talk, I just thought, this is the future. How did Pocket Talk come about, Joe? You know, Pocket Talk was the vision of a, uh, of a Japanese executive, Nori Matsuda. And he had always had a vision that he wanted to help the world by breaking down language barriers. And I think that's particularly important in Japan when they are the only, uh, the only country in the world that speaks Japanese. And it was a real benefit to the Japanese public when the device was first invented because they were able to uh, have commerce, have trade, welcome tourists, uh, get ready for the Olympics. That was supposed to be a big deal in Japan. And, uh, and, the, and the product came around uh, really at a fascinating time where the particles for technology, culture, commerce, uh, other economic barriers were starting to break down. However, language, nobody had solved the problem yet. And so uh, he, he had the vision to uh, invent this amazing product. And uh, it really and truly is a game changer when it comes to languages. 
It definitely is. I, I remember when I first got my hands on one. Um, now, as a kid, I used to watch a show that you may have heard of called Star Trek. Of course, of course. And you remember they had that universal translator device that they used to use when they were talking to aliens. This, that's kind of what this is like. And I, I have to admit that uh, uh, that has been cited as an inspiration for the product before. I can completely believe it because when I first heard of Pocket Talk, that's the first thing I thought, oh my God, this is Star Trek come to life. I'm going to be able to communicate with pretty much anybody on the planet and not just communicate, but also they'll understand how I'm feeling because you've managed to nail dialects as well, haven't you? You know, that's really the fun part. It's one thing to just simply translate a phrase. Where, how do I get to the bus stop? Where is the restroom? I would like to pay my check. All that's fine. But when you can really have unlock a person's vocabulary and really let them converse freely and openly uh, then you get to know the person, not just translate the phrase, but really get to know the person. And when you get to know the person, you really unlock the story behind the person. And that's what we love so much about this product and the impact that it's having on society. Tell me about the applications for Pocket Talk. Now, I know the obvious, um, you know, where, where is the bus stop or can you direct me to? But there must be so much more you can do with a device like this. There really is. There's an amazing amount that you can do with a device like this. It was originally started for, you know, it originally founded for uh, interactions, you know, just as you had mentioned, the bus stop, things of that nature. Um, but along the way, the product continued to progress. In fact, we're on our fourth generation right now. And as the product continued to progress, the processors got better, the uh, the audio got better, the languages became uh, much more in uh, much more natural. The speaking sounds that you would hear, uh, and then the speed of the translation is now almost instantaneous. And when you have a combination of those things you're now, it's, it's, we, it's now being used in healthcare. It's being used in education. Uh, with the recent uh, logistics crisis that we've gone through, uh, it's been definitely used in logistics by some amazing companies. And we're finding just a, really at the intersection of conversation uh, and friction with people having trouble speaking to each other, uh, Pocket Talk has found a world of new opportunities. I understand that with Pocket Talk, you don't have to download anything. Um, you don't have to train the, the handheld unit to recognize your voice. And it, it, the languages are all already installed. That's right. They're, they're already installed. And, and, and you can basically open the box, uh, turn it on. It has a built-in two-year SIM card where you can use it anywhere in the world, or you can connect it to Wi-Fi, whichever one's most convenient for you. And you just select the language and you can start talking. Uh, and it's like becoming fluent uh, in any of 82 languages at the touch of a button. It's, uh, it's quite remarkable and it's quite liberating. It really is, absolutely. Um, but that's a bit about the product. Tell us a bit more about the company. How would you describe the culture at Pocket Talk? Well, it's fascinating. We're, we're, we're a very uh, international company. So we have offices uh, in, in Amsterdam. We have offices in Palo Alto, California. Uh, we have offices in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, and 
you know, we have to, with, with offices in such distinct and unique markets, as I just mentioned, um, each one really using entirely a different language, uh, we use the product every day and we use it in our own business. And, uh, and it's a fascinating, fascinating culture to be a part of because it's truly a global company and it's it's really touching you know many regions and many languages and many dialects and when you talk about the company itself i get the feeling that there's a lot of collaboration going on there with, with the employees it's not just decisions made by the board um I would, I would imagine you involve your 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 staff in a lot of the stuff that you're doing there you know we do in fact the 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 best ideas that we have come from the the staff themselves and as they use the product and they take it on holiday uh they their their kids have studied abroad with it i mean just so many amazing experiences uh and then everybody comes back with a list of ideas uh a list of things that we would like to do uh and so our whiteboard uh of ideas uh uh really runneth over uh and and i i see such a tremendous runway and uh, and so much innovation that we can that we can bring to bear. So here's a question for you. Um, at Pocket Talk, how do you decide who to employ? Do you employ people dependent on their experience, or do you employ them dependent on their personality and the way they would fit in within the organization? You know, it's it's uh, you know clearly you have to have the right experience. Uh, so that's, that's obviously very important for some of the, the roles that are quite technical. Um, however, a really big part of it is, do you want to solve the problem of breaking down language barriers? And does that excite you? Does that motivate you? Does that, is that something that will wake you up in the middle of the night with a fresh idea? Um, because if it is, then this is the place for you. And, uh, and, and we can always, always make a home for somebody who shares that passion for language and culture. It sounds as though you're on a mission. It doesn't sound as though it's all about just um, justifying your presence to the board. You, you actually do have a greater purpose at Pocket Talk. You know, we really do. And, and some of the cards, the letters, the feedback that we get from people really motivates this team. Um, and, and we get feedback of, you know, we got feedback recently from a, uh, a, a paramedic or a medical team, um, and they were involved in a uh, rescuing someone from a car accident. And it turned out they had Pocket Talk with them. The gentleman in the car accident spoke Mandarin. Uh, they did not. And they were able to quickly deduce, uh, uh, you know, much about the gentleman uh, his condition, uh, and actually uh, credit Pocket Talk for saving the man's life because they had diagnosed a concussion. And upon further discussion, they're like, oh my gosh, this guy's having a stroke. Uh, we, we, we need to take immediate uh, action. And, uh, and again, they uh, they wrote us a wonderful letter just saying that you you basically saved this guy's life. Doesn't that make it all worthwhile? You know, it really does. And it's the it's those kind of things that uh, that keep you coming back every day. We had a hospice nurse who took the product uh, uh, to work, and she had been working with a Vietnamese lady for, um, you know, boy, for, you know, about 30 days. She took the pocket talk to work, and she actually met the lady for the first time. 
And she said she was one of the most interesting people she had ever met. But because, since they didn't speak the same language, the nature of their association was just about checking the box of the care that was required for that day. She took the pocket talk in and she found out that this lady was one of the most interesting people she had ever met and was just completely moved uh, by the discussion and, and felt really bad that they had spent 30 days not really conversing. And when you get those kind of stories, you realize that it's, if you do the right thing, you connect with people, the, the, the economics will follow. But it's those kind of stories that excite the team. It's extraordinary because in, in many cases, language can be seen as a barrier. Um, it can be seen as an obstacle. But I guess what you've managed to do at Pocket Talk is you, you've turned language into a bridge that, will, that can unite people potentially. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's, that, that's exactly what's happened. And, and then the, in the use cases, again, they, they range from, uh, you know, the medical community, as I had just mentioned, uh, you know, we have done a lot of work uh, with Ukrainian uh, refugees in the UK. And it's been very, very fascinating to, to see the way that uh, uh, a lot of the relationships develop from first interaction to, you know, actually uh, spending time with refugees now for, you know, 30 and 60 days. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of great conversations, a lot of great dialogue, and a lot of great understanding comes when you can truly, you know, truly talk to each other. I've got a note here that said that you've recently pivoted Pocket Talk from being a business to consumer business to a B2B operation. What brought that change about? You know, it's, it, was, uh, it was very fascinating. It was during COVID when we realized, when all the lockdowns were taking place, and, and, we, and we realized that there were kids that could not go to school and the kids were, uh, they didn't, they, you know, they may not speak the language of the company, the country that they're in. And so, you know, we started talking to teachers and working with teachers and figuring out, you know, what was really needed because human translators were not going to be available in the same capacity as they had previously been in the classroom or at the front desk or parent teacher conferences, things of that nature. And so when we begin to uh, engage with teachers and engage with schools, it really showed us that this is an education product and that the kids themselves, when taking a pocket talk with them, wherever they go, the language and the learning doesn't have to stop in the classroom. You know, they can learn on the store, uh, on the way to the store, on the, uh, at the playground, you know, meeting new friends. It just becomes so much more of an enjoying uh, uh, relationship with language. Uh, and then we did a, essentially the logistics crisis also called out. There was a need for, uh, you know, many, many people to be, uh, to be hiring people who are, are non-English speakers. And, um, and inside of many of these facilities, you know, in, in there's, there can be 15 languages spoken. And if you're a supervisor or you're dealing with heavy machinery or you're dealing with, you know, lines that are running, lines that are stopping, uh, it's, it's tremendous to have the, all of these languages in your pocket because you're able to communicate directly with the team and directly with the staff at the touch of a button as opposed to trying to wait 20 minutes to find uh, 
the right translation resource for that particular discussion. So which type of organizations are you going to be focusing on as a priority then? Because you, we've talked about education, we've talked about health health uh, organizations. Um, what would you say would be your priority in the, say, the next year or two? Well, we still have so much work to do in those three areas. You know, those three areas, they're urgent, they're pressing, they're evolving very, very quickly. Um, and so we have a lot of work to do in those areas. Um, however, um, travel is coming back. And so while we have pivoted, we haven't pivoted away from the consumer business. And so the consumer business is still very, very uh, near and dear to us. And, and it's a wonderful tool for people when they're traveling to foreign countries who really want to meet the people and get off the beaten path and you know, go to maybe restaurants that don't uh, uh, cater to only tourists, and you're able to uh, uh, to to meet and greet and have discussions and dialogue and you know really experience a foreign country uh, in its fullest. I can see a future where devices like Pocket Talk will encourage people to learn a new language rather than replacing the learning process. Because I'd imagine that if you if you can hear how certain words are pronounced and you can hear how certain phrases are pronounced, that will encourage you to actually think about learning the language you know, yourself anyway, wouldn't it? You know, it really does. In fact, to help facilitate that, we even put a slow mode in the, in the product. So if you're just practicing by yourself, maybe you're getting ready to go on a trip or you know you're going to be meeting somebody and you can practice many languages, uh, many phrases, many words in slow mode to give you the confidence to enunciate exactly as you need to to communicate. In fact, I've done it myself. Um, one of the uh, uh, you know one of the ladies uh, uh, in our office uh, who does a tremendous job in our accounting team is Vietnamese, and. Uh, and I wanted to be able to say good morning to her in Vietnamese, although she speaks English just fine, but I just wanted to say good morning to her. And um, so I learned how to say good morning in Vietnamese, which took me a little longer than I thought it would. And it's chào bùi sang, uh, which, uh, which, which pocket talked in the slow mode helped me to learn that. And now every day when I go in and I say good morning to her in Vietnamese, she literally lights up and smiles, and it, uh, it's it, 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 it's 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 just great for her to you know to hear "Good morning" in Vietnamese, and it's a special connection that we built over such a simple phrase. <laughs> but you you do know now that you've um, started going along that down down that path, you're going to have to up your game and learn some more phrases in Vietnamese for her. I am going to have to do that, and uh, uh, I, but I can tell you. Vietnamese is a tricky one, uh, and uh, but uh, but I'm up for the challenge, and Pocket Talk will help me do so. Excellent. Well, that's a fantastic opportunity, and it's a great place for us to take a break and come back in just a few minutes. Um, let's take a break and listen to some music. This week's incredibly talented business guru is Palab Sarkar, founding director of London-based Apollo Strategic Communications. Now, Apollo is a strategic communications agency which specializes in helping elite companies organizations and individuals engage with their target audience. But when Palab's not making, molding and mobilizing public opinion, Palab picks up a pen 
and a microphone and produces nothing short of sheer magic. Here he is, Palab Saka, performing Not Gonna Fall In Love With You. Have a listen. My heart is open to the future every day But when I first saw you I couldn't keep my eyes away You stopped and asked me a question I really didn't know what to say I should have walked away right then But I decided to I'm Brian Stolle, founding partner of Wildcat Venture Partners. Hey, Tangerly here, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. I'm a leadership and mindset specialist for real estate and property professionals. Hi, I'm Jonathan from Amplify. Hi, I'm Johnny Cole, CEO of Pay4UK. I'm Kenneth Hafiano, the founder of Jogwefa, an ethical fashion brand based in Ho, Volta Region, Ghana. My Friday is never the same without Kizzy's Friday Game Changes. So we went on a bike ride. While you were shivering to the bone I got a little drunk that night And called you on the phone I think about you every day and every night Don't you think it's funny that I knew you first sight And even though my heart tells me this is true I'm not gonna fall in love Chief Explorer at Cat Explorer and I love listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. And I know what happens next A lot of pain and heartache Silly breaking up text So I'm not gonna fall in love With you With you With you Get in touch with Kizzy's Friday Game Changers by emailing FridayGameChangers at email.com and follow us on Twitter by searching for Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Don't you think it's funny that I knew you at first sight And even though my heart tells me this is true I'm not gonna fall in love This is Friday, Friday Game Changers, elevated pitch of the week. Please stand back from the closing doors. Please select a level. Going up. Hi, I'm Hayden, co-founder of Z Relief, an Australian family business. Z is the first 100% natural product range to contain the unique therapeutic benefits of Australian Kunzi oil. Tasmania's best kept natural secret. Kunzi cream is the most popular product in the Z Relief range. 
it may help arthritis, muscle pain, joint swelling and inflammation. With thousands of five-star reviews, we are so proud and grateful that we can help people across the world live a pain-free life. Visit us at zerorelief.com. Top floor, good luck. Kizzy's Friday Game Changer, Book of the Week. Hi, my name is Donna Burton. I'm better known as Donna the Astronomer. I'm from Coonabarabran in New South Wales, where I operate an astro-tourism business and training other people also to incorporate night sky tourism. I would like to recommend Rachel Allen's book, Authentic Dynamic Savvy. It's an incredible book on marketing. It's also by an incredible author whose authenticity comes out. The book is easy to read, easy to follow. It's good for people who are just starting out in business as well as people who've been in business for a while. Yes, you can read it from front to back or you can do what I did and jump in at sections that seem relevant to you at the time and then go back over it all. I like the fact she also includes a link to her free marketing plan template, which is incredibly useful as well. Rachel's writing is very simple to read for a business book. It doesn't tie you up with a lot of jargon. Ideas Rule the World is probably the one that sticks out to me the most, or the, the quote I enjoy the most from it because it's so true. And I've actually written it on a sticker on the front of my journal. But there is so much in this book, and the reason I'm recommending it is because I think that to have a young Australian writer producing a book of this calibre in a world where there's so much that comes out of the States and overseas is really, really good. Her research is there. Her authenticity is there, the easy to read is there, and the downright practical skills to help you market a business in a world that's getting, that's always changing. The fundamentals stay the same, from dealing with the right type of customers to different types of marketing. It's not specific, and it will last through the changes that we all go through in marketing. Thank you very much for this opportunity to recommend the book. Hi, this is Sandra Spataro, co-CEO and co-founder of InspireCore. My Friday wouldn't be the same without Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Welcome back. Before the break, you're listening to Palab Sarkar, founding director of London-based Apollo Strategic Communications. I'm in the studio talking to Joe Miller, general manager of Pocket Talk. Now, Joe, we're at the part of the show that I've been looking forward to all week. This is a section called Past present and future. Now, the idea is really simple. I ask you three easy questions that will hopefully give us a unique insight into the mind of game changer, Joe Miller. Will you submit to the program? I certainly will. Okay. You you sound slightly dubious about all of this. <laughs> well, let's see where it goes. It's going to be fine. Honestly, just relax. Um, just have a sandwich. Uh, put your feet up, and you've got to imagine. You've got to imagine. You can hear a clock ticking in the background. That's the sound of time passing by, second after second. Imagine yourself traveling back in time to meet the young Joe Miller just starting out on his game-changing business journey. Now, I like Joe because Joe likes to ask questions. Joe asks you for advice. In order to become a successful businessman, Joe wants you to tell him one thing he must always do in business and one thing he must never do. What do you tell him? Never be afraid to be creative. And there are really and truly no bad ideas. However, 
there are some exceptional ideas and you need to know the difference. Fantastic. Okay. I, I, I think that probably sums up both things you must do and mustn't do, doesn't it really? It, it, uh, it kind of does. And, and I think it's, uh, uh, and I think it's, it's really, it's really meant to keep the creative juices going to make sure that the ideas are flowing, but also don't hang on to those ideas too long and, uh, and realize that uh, not every idea is going to be your best idea. Some it's okay to set aside for a while and maybe go back to them later. Like that. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a, a really great friend of mine now um, on this show. And I was saying to him that what I do here is such a weird job because there's absolutely no way I, I can fail. And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, whenever I try something, either it works, which is fantastic, or if it doesn't work, I learn something new, which I can then use next time around. So I'm still winning. Exactly. You're still you're still winning. And, and, and if you're learning and developing, you're winning. Are you much of a reader? Uh, I am uh, a bit of a reader. I tend to I do tend to read more uh, news than I do tend to uh, tend to read books. OK, but you have to know what's going on pretty much every single day, don't you? I do. And so I end up reading uh, uh, European newspapers, Japanese newspapers and American newspapers, uh, as well as always looking for emerging markets. And I think that's a really important, important uh, uh, component of, of, of business these days is that it isn't just always going to be kind of the, what you think of the big three. I mean, I'm very, very impressed with these days what's going on. Uh, in Africa and the free trade zone in Africa and thinking about how can our product and our company uh, really play a role in that just, you know, incredibly emerging market. There's always opportunities, aren't there? There really are. And a part of it is just uh, making sure that the blinders are off and you're uh, and you're constantly looking for them. Very wise words. Okay, well, that's the past taken care of. Let's go into the present. Um, when things don't go exactly according to plan and you need to stay focused, how do you do that? I think, you know, I, I think it's important to lay out not just for myself, but for the team, uh, a, a much, much longer range goal. And, you know, you're going to have good days, bad days. You're going to ride the waves up and you're going to ride the waves down. But as long as you stay focused on the horizon, you know, the lighthouse on the horizon, if you will, and you don't let the tides pull you in, pull you out, uh, you'll eventually get to where you want to go. But I think if you look at goals in too short of a frequency, then you tend to, to, you tend to believe you're failing or believe you're succeeding. Uh, in, 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 in either a great failure or a great success when the reality is, is it will unfold over a much longer range of time. Should certainly celebrate the micro wins and learn from the micro, uh, losses or the micro errors, if you will. However, the goal is much longer. The plan is much bigger. And, uh, and you just can't get too addicted to the short-term waves. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to remember that. It sounds like it's all about perspective, doesn't it? It is. It's about perspective. And it's really helped me a lot because early in my career, I tended to, uh, to really, you know, get very excited uh, and then consequently, you know, feel quite deflated if things didn't go well. 
And then, you know, when you step back and look at it, we ultimately got to the goal that we wanted for each one of these companies. But, you know, maybe the journey was not always, uh, you know, quite linear. There was a trend line that got you where you wanted to go. But the individual days were, uh, you know, had some bumps and some grind to them. Yeah, well, I think we've all been there. And sometimes you look back and you think to yourself, when this thing happened, I thought it was a bad thing, but it led on to all these other things. So perhaps it wasn't so bad after all. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, the I think you mentioned it earlier that, you know, through some of those uh, deflating moments, there is always learning. There's always uh, something you can take out of it. And, uh, and, and perhaps the best thing you can take out of some of those experiences is don't repeat that. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's a great, uh, there's learning and there's learning in everyone. Absolutely. No, I believe that completely. Um, right. So that's the, uh, present and the past taken care of. Let's go into the future. Now, I think we've kind of touched on this anyway, but I'd like to hear you just say this one more time. I and mean, let's go, I don't know, 50 years into the, into the future. When people, actually, you're, you're probably going to still be around in 50 years' time, so let's go 100 years into the future. Yeah. <laughs> let's go 100 years into the future. And when people are talking about Joe Miller, what would you like them to say about you? I think ideally I would like people to say uh, that the people that, that came behind me uh, were, 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 were better than I am. And that, that somehow in some way I played a role in helping, shaping, uh, and building a relationship with, with people that went on to do great things. It's one of the things I take a great deal of pride in and that spending time with young people developing their careers and doing so in a way that, um, you know, you impart a bit of, a bit of knowledge, uh, uh, and you and you help them to to really grow into the best version of themselves. It's amazing. During the course of our conversation, we've talked about so many things, and yet I, I've noticed um, that there's one thing that you've you haven't even mentioned, and that was about that's profit. We ha- you haven't talked about making money because you seem to have this evangelical passion. Um, is this what they call ethical business? Is that what it is? You know, I think it's ethical business, but I also think it's, they say, if you find your true passion and you find things that you really care about, you won't actually ever work again a day in your life. And I think, uh, and then I think when you, you know, you have that approach, uh, you know, typically good things tend to fall out of that. And uh, now we do, you know, certainly have uh, a part of our brain that, has a, a, a very keen eye on daily metrics and daily profits and things of that nature, but that isn't going to guide the decisions that we make. Uh, it, it might inform them. Uh, it might uh, uh, give us the resources or not to do the things we want. Uh, but our guiding principle is much greater than than that. Something we should all be bearing in mind as well. Thank you so much. Um, we've gone way past the deadline for this conversation. I've got a note here saying, wrap it up for the love of God. Um, um, is there anybody listening to this conversation, Joe, that you'd like to say hello to? Anybody you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, I think, uh, that I th- think I'd like to just not necessarily a person, but a group of people. Uh, I'd like to say uh, uh, thank you to the development team uh, in Japan who constantly takes our feedback, uh, listens to us, and uh, and the CEO of the company, uh, Nori Matsuda, 
or building a company that will allow us to pursue our passions and uh, and make sure that we have the resources to get there. Done. Joe, it's been an incredibly inspiring and memorable. I'm going to remember this conversation for a very long time. Um, we've got to do this again in the near, very near future. I would love to anytime. I think you're doing terrific work here and uh, keep it up. Thank you so much. Well, Joe's incredibly inspiring story is a great reminder to me that innovation is the ability to see change as an opportunity, not a threat. And if you've been listening to our conversation today, you've probably picked up a couple of things that I've picked up as well, that for people like Joe, innovation is key. Only those people who have the agility to change with the market and innovate quickly will survive. This is an important lesson that people like Joe Miller are teaching us every day. Listen, learn, and innovate. Playing us out is a track called But I'll Try, very appropriate, But I'll Try, performed by Palab Sarka, founding director of London-based Apollo Strategic Communications. Take it away, Palab. See you next week. Love this game-changing interview? Share your thoughts by posting a comment. Sharing is caring. Don't you know I love you and I wonder why It's been a long old summer but I'll try Over the rivers and mountains and into the sky It's been a cold winter My name's Julian Leach, I'm co-founder and CEO at Parcel Point, and my Friday would not be complete without Kizzy's Friday Game Changes. And the hummingbird is singing sweet, sweet, sweet song. It's been a long old summer, but we're strong. Calling a name Ringing through the heavens
Game Changer Show. Game Changer Show. Game Changer Show.